Hello, my anointed God-fearing podcast listeners. David here at Insightful Devotion. It's truly a blessing having you tune in today for another encouraging and uplifting word the Lord has given me to share with you all. Well, Romans chapter 5 verses 1 through 8 says, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character and character produces hope and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. For while we were still weak at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person, one would dare even to die. But God shows his love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Amen. Well, before we get any further into today's episode, let us go before the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we welcome your presence in our lives in this moment and forevermore as we say thank you. Thank you for your perfect love that drives out fear. Thank you for your only begotten son, Jesus Christ, and the precious sacrifice on Calvary and having him raised three days later with all power in his hands. Thank you for your peace that surpasses all understanding. Thank you, Father, for the joy you have given us in you all the days of our lives as we obediently in spirit and in truth declare that you are God and beside you there is no other amen this life we live in is temporary and before we know it the time we have will come to an end as we go from time into eternity now that's a whole other podcast to discuss in the future Lord willing but what do we do as ambassadors and believers in Jesus Christ while we are on this earth well we know that we are citizens of heaven as Philippians chapter 3 verse 20 says we, however, are citizens of heaven. We look forward to the Lord Jesus Christ coming from heaven as our savior. However, we are told that although we live in the world, we are not of the world. For John chapter 17 verses 6 through 26 tells us, I made your name known to the people you gave me. They are from this world. They belong to you and you gave them to me. They did what you told them. Now they know that everything you gave me comes from you because I gave them the message that you gave me. They have accepted this message and they know for sure that I came from you. They have believed that you sent me. I pray for them. I'm not praying for the world, but for those you gave me because they are yours. Everything I have is yours and everything you have is mine. I have been given glory by the people you have given me. I won't be in the world much longer, but they are in the world and I'm coming back to you. Holy Father, keep them safe by the power of your name, the name that you gave me so that their unity may be like ours. While I was with them, I kept them safe by the power of your name, the name that you gave me. I watched over them and none of them except one person became lost. So scripture came true. But now, Father, I'm coming back to you. I say these things while I'm still in the world so that they will have the same joy that I have. I have been given them your message, but the world has hated them because they don't belong to the world any more than I belong to the world. I'm not asking you to take them out of the world, but to protect them from the evil one. They don't belong to the world any more than I belong to the world. Use the truth to make them holy. Your words are truth. 
I have sent them into the world the same way you sent me into the world. I'm dedicating myself to this holy work I'm doing for them so that they too will use the truth to be holy. I'm not praying only for them. I'm also praying for those who will believe in me through their message. I pray that all of these people continue to have unity in the way that you, Father, are in me and I am in you. I pray that they may be united with us so that the world will believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me. I did this so that they are united in the same way we are. I am in them and you are in me. So they are completely united. In this way, the world knows that you have sent me and that you have loved them in the same way you love me. Father, I want those you have given to me to be with me to be where I am. I want them to see my glory, which you have gave me because you love me before the world was made. Father, you have done what is right and the world didn't know you. Yet I knew you and these disciples have known that you sent me. I have made your name known to them and I will make it known so that the love you have for me will be in them and I will be in them. So we have been set apart for first Peter chapter two, verses nine through 10 says, however, you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, people who belong to God. You were chosen to tell about the excellent qualities of God who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not God's people, but now you are once you were not shown mercy, but now you have been shown mercy. So some of you may be asking yourselves, how do you know if you are of the world or not? Well, we are told in John chapter 14, verses 15 and 21 through 29. If you love me, you will obey my commandments. Whoever knows and obeys my commandments is the person who loves me. Those who love me will have my father's love and I, too, will love them and show myself to them. Judas, not Iscariot, asked Jesus, Lord, what has happened that you are going to reveal yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered him, those who love me will do what I say. My father will love them and we will go to them and make our home with them. A person who doesn't love me doesn't do what I say. I don't make up what you hear me say. What I say comes from the father who sent me. I have told you this while I'm still with you. However, the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the father will send in my name, will teach you everything. He will remind you of everything that I have ever told you. I'm leaving you peace. I'm giving you my peace. I don't give you the kind of peace that the world gives. So don't be troubled or cowardly. You heard me tell you I'm going away, but I'm coming back to you. If you love me, you would be glad that I'm going to the father because the father is greater than I am. I'm telling you this now before it happens. When it does happen, you will believe. And another way we can distinguish if we are full of worldliness or not is mentioned in Galatians chapter five, verses 13 through 26. It says you were indeed called to be free, brothers and sisters. Don't turn this freedom into an excuse for your corrupt nature to express itself. Rather, serve each other through love. All of Moses's teachings are summarized in a single statement. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. But if you criticize and attack each other, be careful that you don't destroy each other. Let me explain further. Live your life as your spiritual nature directs you. Then you will never follow through on what your corrupt nature wants.
What your corrupt nature wants is contrary to what your spiritual nature wants. And what your spiritual nature wants is contrary to what your corrupt nature wants. They are opposed to each other. As a result, you don't always do what you intend to do. If your spiritual nature is your guide, you are not subject to Moses's law. Now the effects of the corrupt nature are obvious. Illicit sex, perversion, promiscuity, idolatry, drug use, hatred, rivalry, jealousy, angry outbursts, selfish ambition, conflict, factions, envy, drunkenness, wild partying, and similar things. I've told you in the past, and I'm telling you again, that people who do these kinds of things will not inherit God's kingdom. But the spiritual nature produces love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There are no laws against things like that. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified their corrupt nature along with its passions and desires. If we live by our spiritual nature, then our lives need to conform to our spiritual nature. We can't allow ourselves to act arrogantly and to provoke or envy each other. Now, just because those that are believers in Jesus Christ, it doesn't mean that there won't be moments or seasons that we are faced with situations that are troublesome or difficult. For John chapter 16, verse 33, which is my favorite Bible verse, by the way, it says, I've told you this so that my peace will be with you. In the world, you'll have trouble, but cheer up. I have overcome the world. Now, I want you to be encouraged in knowing that our hope in the Lord Jesus Christ is eternal. For 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 through 25 says, All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is by his great mercy that we have been born again because God raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Now, we live with great expectation and we have a priceless inheritance, an inheritance that is kept in heaven for you, pure and undefiled, beyond the reach of change and decay. And through your faith, God is protecting you by his power until you receive this salvation, which is ready to be revealed on the last day for all to see. So be truly glad there is wonderful joy ahead, even though you must endure many trials for a little while. We'll say that again. Even though you must endure many trials for a little while, these trials will show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire test and purifies gold. Though your faith is far more precious than mere gold, so when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. You love him even though you have never seen him. Though you do not see him now, you trust him and you rejoice with a glorious inexpressible joy. The reward for trusting him will be the salvation of your souls. This salvation was something even the prophets wanted to know more about when they prophesied about this gracious salvation prepared for you. They wondered what time or situation the spirit of Christ within them was talking about when he told them in advance about Christ's suffering and his great glory afterward. They were told that their message were not for themselves but for you and now this good news has been announced to you by those who preached in the power of the Holy Spirit sent from heaven it is all so wonderful that even the angels are eagerly watching these things happen so prepare your minds for action and exercise self-control put all your hope in the gracious salvation that will come to you when Jesus Christ is revealed to the world so you must live as God's obedient children don't slip back into your old ways of living to satisfy your own desires. You didn't know any better then, but now you must be holy in everything you do. Just ask God who chose you as holy. For the scriptures say, you 
must be holy because I am holy. And remember that the heavenly father to whom you pray has no favorites. He will judge or reward you according to what you do. So you must live in reverent fear of him during your time here as temporary residents. For you know that God paid a ransom to save you from the empty life you inherited from your ancestors. And it was not paid with mere gold or silver, which lose their value. It was the precious blood of Christ, the sinless, spotless lamb of God. God chose him as your ransom long before the world began. But now in these last days, he has been revealed for your sake through Christ you have come to trust in God and you have placed your faith and hope in God because he raised Christ from the dead and gave him great glory you were cleansed from your sins when you obeyed the truth so now you must show sincere love to each other as brothers and sisters love each other deeply with all your heart for you have been born again but not to a life that will quickly end your new life will last forever because it comes from the eternal living word of god as the scriptures say people are like grass their beauty is like a flower in the field the grass withers and the flower fades but the word of the lord remains forever and that word is the good news that was preached to you you see the ways of this world the lust of the flesh and its passions and desires of continual ungodliness is the way of this world that is why as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, blessed are those that no longer live that way, but have been washed in the blood of the lamb and adheres to Romans chapter 12, verse two, which says, don't become like the people of this world. Instead, change the way you think. Then you will always be able to determine what God really wants, what is good, pleasing and perfect. And Luke chapter nine, verse 23 through 25, which says he said to all of them, those who want to come with me must say no to the things they want. Pick up their crosses every day and follow me. Those who want to save their lives will lose them. But those who lose their lives for me will save them. What good does it do for people to win the whole world, but lose their lives by destroying them? So don't be surprised in your walk with Jesus Christ if people try to do things to stir up conflict and so forth. Because John chapter 15 verses 18 through 21 tells us, If the world hates you, realize that it hated me before it hated you. If you had anything in common with the world, the world would love you as one of its own. But you don't have anything in common with the world. I chose you from the world. And that's why the world hates you. Remember what I told you. A servant isn't greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they did what I said, they will also do what you say. Indeed, they will do all this to you because you are committed to me since they don't know the one who sent me. So it is important to understand that when this occurs and we choose rather to suffer afflictions with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin, we can be filled with joy knowing Second Peter chapter 2 verses 9 through 10 says, Then the Lord knows how to rescue the godly from trials and to keep the unrighteous under punishment for the day of judgment, especially those who follow the polluting desires of the flesh and despise authority. Bold, arrogant people, they are not afraid to slander the glorious ones. So where do you stand today in your spiritual walk? Better yet, who is your master? Who do you glorify and serve giving your all to? For Matthew chapter 6 verse 21 and 24 says, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. And 1 John chapter 2 verses 15 through 17 says, Don't love the world and what it offers. 
Those who love the world don't have the Father's love in them. Not everything that the world offers, physical gratification, greed, and extravagant lifestyles, comes from the Father. It comes from the world, and the world and its evil desires are passing away. But the person who does what God wants lives forever. So if you're listening and you feel stuck, trapped in bondage to sin, you've backslid and thought your past was long gone only for it to come back and haunt you. Or you may be wanting to give your life to the one true God, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ today. Or you're tired of living a lie, deceiving yourself by living in public one way and another way in private. Or let me say it this way, as the scripture in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 5 puts it. They will appear to have a godly life, but they will not let its power change them. Stay away from such people. As I begin to pray, understand that if you need God to do something for you today, right now in this moment, whatever it may be, know that he can and that he is willing. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you saying thank you for the message that you have given us today. I ask right now that you would touch each and every individual listening under the sound of my voice, Father. Lord, those that are needing deliverance from the lifestyles and worldliness of this world, Father. Lord, if I'm being honest, we have all sinned and come short of your glory. But we thank you that you are so gracious and kind, not wanting anyone to perish, Father, that you would give us your son, Jesus Christ. So, Father, we receive everything that you told us we could have in your word. We receive your delivering power today. We receive your forgiveness, your peace that surpasses all understanding, Father. Whatever we are needing or whatever anyone is facing or dealing with, let them be encouraged today knowing that because we are in you, you are in us, Father. And I am reminded of your word in Romans chapter 10, verse 9 through 13, for those that are lost and are coming back to you, those that need a word, Lord, need your salvation today. Your word in Romans 10, 9 through 13 tells us if you declare that Jesus is Lord and believe that God brought him back to life you will be saved by believing you receive God's approval and by declaring your faith you are saved scripture says whoever believes in him will not be ashamed there is no difference between Jews and Greeks they all have the same Lord who gives his riches to everyone who calls on him so then whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved and this and many things we ask in your name believing that we are yours father and that you are our one true God We are so grateful and thankful for the many and wonderful things that you are doing and going to do. And with praise and expectation in our hearts, we say thank you. It's in Jesus name. Amen. Well, first Peter chapter four, verses one through six and 12 through 19 says, since Christ has suffered physically, take the same attitude that he had. A person who has suffered physically no longer sins. That way you won't be guided by sinful human desires as you live the rest of your lives on earth. Instead, you will be guided by what God wants you to do. You spent enough time in the past doing what unbelievers like to do. You were promiscuous, had sinful desires, got drunk, went to wild parties and took part in the forbidden worship of false gods. Unbelievers insult you now because they are surprised that you no longer join them in the same excesses of wild living. They will give an account to the one who is ready to judge the living and the dead. After all the good news was told to people like that, although they are now dead, it was told to them so that they could be judged like humans in their earthly lives and live like God in their spiritual lives. Dear friends, don't be surprised by the fiery troubles that are coming in order to test you. Don't feel as though something strange is happening to you, but be happy as you share Christ's sufferings. Then you will also be full of joy when he appears again in his glory. If you are insulted because of the name of Christ, you are blessed 
because the spirit of glory, the spirit of God is resting on you. Amen. If you suffer, you shouldn't suffer for being a murderer, thief, criminal or troublemaker. If you suffer for being a Christian, don't feel ashamed, but praise God for being called that name. The time has come for the judgment to begin and it will begin with God's family if it starts with us. What will be the end for those who refuse to obey the good news of God? If it's hard for the person who has God's approval to be saved, what will happen to the godless sinner? Those who suffer because that is God's will for them must entrust themselves to a faithful creator and continue to do what is good. Amen. Well, I hope and pray that you've gotten something from today's message and you are seeing John chapter 3 verse 30 taking place in your lives. It says he must increase in importance while I must decrease in importance. So if this podcast has been a blessing to you, please write us a review or rate us and give us five stars and share it with someone, whether it be a loved one or an enemy, because I believe in speaking the word of God into everyone's lives and letting them know that God loves them and has great things in store for them that are for good and not for bad. So until next time on this Hyper Devotion podcast, I pray God's best for you and your loved ones and the plans he has laid out before you. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. Amen. Hey, and as I always say, be blessed. Stay blessed because you are blessed.